Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest today is Kelsey Scott. She raises cattle in the Eagle Butte, South Dakota area on the Cheyenne River Sioux Reservation and also works as the Director of Programs for the Intertribal Agriculture Council. We'll hear from her after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. We are a national 501c3 nonprofit organization. We were founded in 1987 on the heels of the farm financial crisis, which was compounded in Indian country by a series of natural disasters, which excessively impacted Indian communities, largely due to a lack of access historically to United States Department of Agriculture infrastructure and programmatic support um, for Indian lands. Uh, A group of tribal leaders banded together and communicated to Congress the need for an elevated uh, relief to the disaster that was being witnessed in their homelands. And in response, uh, through a couple of of different policy efforts and and informed by a uh, working group, the Intertribal Agriculture Council was founded. We serve nationally the 80,000 plus American Indian farmers, ranchers, producers, harvesters, etc. And we are um, a member organization. Uh, Tribes are our membership. So we have a variety of stakeholder offerings through a number of different programs. um, And our effort is to enhance Indian lands for the benefit of Indian peoples and really listening to our stakeholders, understanding what success means for them and serving as a liaison to increase access to opportunities so they can accomplish that self-defined success. Is your main function governmental, political, kind of monitoring that sort of thing? Is it more technical program guidance as to what may be available or or something else? Yeah, that's a great question. We um, actually serve to communicate upward to policymakers about the ways in which policy has an impact on stakeholders in Indian country and to better inform their efforts to um, ensure that the intent of their policy efforts uh, better aligns with the needs and the actual implementation on the ground in Indian country um, and vice versa. We have our finger on the pulse of what is happening nationally, what are these programs supposed to provide to the communities and how do we ensure our community members are getting into the appropriate offices, getting access to these resources and ensuring adequate representation of um, Indian needs in the development of those programs. We primarily serve our producers through an outreach and technical assistance network that um, has folks that are identified as regional representatives. Uh, The one here in the Great Plains region is Fannie Brewer. She was largely responsible for pulling together today's meeting. Um, We have a natural resources team, which provides offerings through the TA network. We also have a regenerative economies department, as well as an American Indian foods department, which promotes market access opportunities. We have a young professionals and youth programming division, as well as offering services uh, in the legal and policy sphere um, through co-stewarding the Native Farm Bill Coalition. 
Kelsey, as you visit with your stakeholders, you know, initial contacts or, or, you know, questions for the organization or those that may be new to the organization, what are some of the most frequently asked questions, you know, to start out, what are people looking for? Is it just a matter of, it just seems like there's a lot, I just don't know where to start. Yeah, I think one of the things that we run into most often is um, just a lack of knowledge that there are support offerings specific to the needs of Indian agriculture. Um, there is really a, a personified belief that like you shouldn't accept resources or you shouldn't utilize support, but we are the backbone feeding America and beyond. And we most definitely should have support systems. We should have safety nets. We should have risk mitigation opportunities and market access support to ensure that we can take on that critical responsibility of feeding our communities. And so I think sometimes it's narrative change, it's informing about the programs that are available, it's ensuring that the policies that are um, being communicated about within the community or taking place in D.C. aren't going to have a net negative impact on our producers, and making sure that policymakers are as informed as possible about the types of ways in which they use the language and how that could have a either impact in producer uptake of the program offering or um, leave out tribal producers in general. Kelsey, let's talk about the next generation. You know, regardless of what industry people are in, always worried about next. Who's going to take care of this? Who is going to be the steward? Who is going to do the work? Um, talk about uh, youth involvement with the Intertribal Council. Um, what is there programming or is it just kind of some guidance and education? How do you work with the youth? Yeah, absolutely. So our youth uh, program and young professional department is really tasked with understanding what opportunities are out there currently um, that are appropriately and meaningfully reaching our next generation in Indian country. And, you know, what ways can we model after um, leadership in ag-specific offerings housed at our organization to uplift that voice of the next generation of Indian agriculture? Um, but then also considering, you know, what day-to-day -day decisions are being made in Indian agriculture that have an impact on influencing or attracting that next generation into that space. Um, we have uh, had some really great success in hosting uh, local, regional, and national youth leadership development conferences that are specific to learning leadership skills as it relates to being involved in your community as an um, agricultural advocate or a food systems advocate. Uh, we also have gone so far as to making the commitment to having a youth at large on our voting board of directors. Um, I think we're one of the only national organizations that I know of that does that. So we want to make sure that that next generation is always um, at the table, helping us to be, make informed decisions. Uh, other ways that we've engaged with our youth, they've actually helped us in our farm bill um, outreach efforts. They've, they've traveled with us to national conferences, such as um, the National Congress of American Indians Conference, and, and we've done um, some kind of outreach and, and really tried to um, catalyze some excitement from tribal leaders around how meaningful it is to prioritize agricultural and food system development within their communities. And if you ever want to get a community excited about something, you get the youth excited and it spreads like wildfire. <laughs> as you visit with youth, are you seeing a lot of interest in 
production agriculture? Is it more of an interest in the educational message, social media messaging type uh, information? Is it the native foods and you know um, you know the world is a foodie mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. the different opportunities there what are some of the key areas that our youth are interested in yeah i think it's all of the above and more um, i think that as we start to revitalize our um Indian country and formed food systems, we're going to see young professionals identifying gaps that we don't even know exist as far as career opportunities that they can um, foster and, and support. But, you know, we, we have a young young bench of professionals that are ag educators. They're pursuing opportunities to become crop insurance agents. They are engaged as producers. We actually offer a youth equity um, infusion grant to youth loan, uh, farm service agency, youth loan recipients. And so we make a uh, 10% or a $500 um, investment into their business so that their first year of production as a young egg entrepreneur is um, just set up for success. And so we see some in the production space, we see some in getting into the value added, you know, they're taking that investment through their equity uh, grant and they're actually keeping one of their steers over and butchering and then selling the meat. You know, so it's it's interesting to see when the opportunity is streamlined to the youth and and targeted to them as you know you can use this opportunity to be a leader to help feed your community. Um, man, there are so many different vessels of creativity that they show us to figure out how we can better. Um, decentralize our food system and enhance access to quality nourishment. Are you getting interest in the council or or getting good reception for some of the programs and ideas that you're putting out there from um, Native peoples who maybe aren't involved in agriculture? Are they curious about what you're doing, how you're doing it, uh, how you're messaging? Are are they watching and, and somewhat engaged as well? Absolutely. We actually um, have a large number of Native folks reach out to us inquiring about our Made and Produced by American Indians trademark um, that we offer to American Indian food producers to have on their food product label. And so a lot of folks will visit our website to learn about our producers, to know where they can buy Indian raised, Indian produced, Indian packaged foods, um, and to you know reconnect with those um, different food types um, that were very prevalent in our food ways. We also do a number of like outreach opportunities at different colleges, tribal powwows, um, Indian rodeos, or beyond to just inform folks about how meaningful Indian agriculture is to the general agricultural industry and to the economies of Indian country. And you know, you'd, you'd really be surprised to to know. Um, that there's a lot larger of an influence and an impact on our economies than is most often talked about or realized when it relates to agriculture in Indian country. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or Wade at 605-730-1801. 
What are some of the primary products that are some of the the main primary ones uh, produced in Indian country? Is you know we th- we think of buffalo primarily. That is a mix of crops and specialty things. Uh, I know there's a, your membership is across the country, so there's a wide variety of climates and soils to be looking at. But what are some of the main products produced that that um, folks are interested in? Yeah, so the main sector of agriculture that Indian producers are in is in the livestock. It's it's cattle, bison, etc. Um, and there are some crop producers as well. A lot of um, hay uh, enterprises to be able to feed the livestock. Um, but you know, there's a number of specialty and subsistence living efforts that exist within our communities as well. And so, one of the things that I think we are doing, um, you know, daily at the IAC is helping to inform um, how you know current USDA offerings or programmatic um, delivery sometimes leaves out a lot of those specialty crop or subsistence um, foodways demands and needs and and they because they are so critical to um, the livelihoods of so many families we need to really consider how to diversify offerings to ensure those folks are also protected in in maintaining their food production pathways um, you know, but we've we've had really unique um, and exciting products come through and um, accomplish the ability to use our trademark, like kombucha. We've got dark chocolate. We have all of the mix. It, it spans from um, you know some of our more ancestral foods, which are, you know come directly from the land. Some of our wild rices, our our bisons, our be- our beef products, etc. Um, but you know we're we're in the space of innovating food product offerings as well and and we're capitalizing on a quality product from quality well-maintained lands to enhance access to more diversified food product offerings made by our producers i'm guessing we could talk for hours about (laughs) what what all you do anything else though primarily going on right now that you want to talk about or you want folks to realize is, is happening? Yeah, recently the Intertribal Agriculture Council was offered the opportunity to serve as the National Intertribal Food Business Center. We are a recipient of a $42 million grant award with the Ag Marketing Service at the United States Department of Agriculture. Um, a, around Over 60% of that award will be passed through our organization to food systems revitalization efforts through equity infusion awards and we are really really excited to see how this takes shape to fill many of the gaps that we know to still exist even within the more robust access to USDA offerings we've been able to support but also really excited to see what untold successes will begin to surface uh, now that this unique offering is something we can liaison to our producers. What are some of the, um, an example maybe of a, of a food center or food system that we're talking about here that this grant will be able to go out and, and help fund? To my knowledge, this is the first time that AMS has ever done this sort of a funding effort, so I think that's to be determined. <laughs> if we've piqued some interest, uh, somebody is curious about one of the different divisions of the Intertribal Agriculture Council or wants to get some details about some of the work you guys are doing, how do they find some details? Absolutely. Our website is indianag.org. If you are an ag producer yourself and you would like to be connected with your regional representative, you can find out who to communicate with 
through our online intake form. Additionally, you can learn about the variety of programmatic offerings that we didn't get to visit about today there. And if you are so moved to support our mission, we do have a donate tab that you can go on and contribute to to help us further our mission of enhancing Indian resources for the benefit of all people. With Agriculture In-Depth brought to you by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pierre, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.